Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 177. And today we're going to be thinking about that problem that keeps on returning. Yeah, you know that thing, that dilemma, that challenge, that issue. You think it's sorted and you think it's finished with and you're going along doing your everyday life and then for whatever reason that problem seems to come back and you think, oh no, here we go again. What is this? What is this? I want to talk about that today. And uh, yeah, this is a great text. This is... uh, The line, actually, is from St. Paul, who said, when I am weak, I am strong. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. What is going on when I am weak? I am strong. Because, you know, we often think that when we're weak, like when we're going through a challenge or something difficult or something unsettled, and especially if it keeps reoccurring, you think, What in the world's wrong with me? Why can't I get over this? Why can't I get over this? Have you ever thought that to yourself? Yeah, that's not necessarily, uh, the scripture doesn't encourage that. Let's just say that. That's not really a helpful way of looking at challenges that keep reoccurring. Now, so I want to talk about this whole idea about what St. Paul He was the one, by the way, with the help of the Holy Spirit, who wrote three quarters of the New Testament. So this is, God used Paul in marvelous, miraculous ways, but we're not going to go into his life story. But I will tell you about this this, uh, insight that he has into, that God gave him into his own personal weaknesses that we will find highly applicable thousands and thousands of years later. So, when I'm weak, I am strong. Now, like everything in our life, there are levels of spiritual development, right? There's levels of development. Some people are like babies. They're babies in the faith. They're they're babies when it comes to trusting God. And then there are other people who are more mature, in their trust of God. This has nothing to do with age. This is just because you could be quite young and, and, and have a profound trust in God, and you could be quite elderly and have never really learned how to trust. So it's nothing to do with chrono, chronological age. This is just levels of development. But I think that if we were talking about someone who was a mature spiritual person, I think a part of it would look like that person has learned how to trust God in the midst of difficulty. That person has had a lot of practice to use the old word surrendering or, let's see, another word for it, resting in God when life is getting a bit chaotic. That takes time, that takes practice, that's not easy, right? So that would take a a more mature person to be able to to do that. So for average growth people or, or, or young 
people in the faith, yeah, young people in faith uh, would tend to be more ego-driven. In other words, they're going to be showing signs of being more controlling, they're going to be more critical, they're going to be more anxious. Uh, but then again, if somebody's functioning at, functioning at a higher level, uh, yeah, they've maybe learned how to release that just a little bit more and trust that little bit more, which eases the critical comments, which eases the need to control, which takes away a little bit of that anxiety, right? Just to give some examples. So if Paul, St. Paul says, I'm content with my weakness because, he says, it's in my weakness that I see God's power at work. Now, that's an example of a man who's truly learned to trust God no matter what. And that takes quite a bit of maturity, spiritually and emotionally, right? He's learned, he's saying that I've learned with the help of God not to deny my problems, not to deny my weaknesses, not to push them under the carpet, but I've learned to recognize my weakness and allow God to use this problem or these problems as a way of teaching me to find my strength and trust in God. So what Paul does is he doesn't pretend he's okay and he's got life all figured out. He's very real with himself. He's very, very transparent with others because he's writing this uh, in a letter to his congregation. So that's intriguing. He's very transparent. So if you like real people, you know, what you see is what you get. Pretty transparent people. You would like Paul uh, because I think so many people pretend and cover up and Jesus certainly about certainly spoke about this a lot. You know, he Jesus did not like pretense. He was far more interested in uh, people being honest and real and transparent. Yeah. So it's, because it's very easy for us to oh to to, to to develop our I don't know strategies or ways of relating to people and. Our ways of being with people that conceal or hide our weaknesses. And of course, to a certain extent, you have to do that to, to make it in the world, right? But still, in the spiritual life, I think it's really important to be as honest as we can with ourselves and, of course, with God. And it's not always easy because we've been raised in a culture with the belief that weakness is bad. And so many of us will go to all sorts of lengths to conceal any kind of weakness, deny that we have any problems, deny that we have any weakness, and we try to do everything in our power to overcome what we perceive as weakness. So whether we get angry or we're quick-tempered or we're moody, or we're impatient, or we're judgmental, or we're fearful. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, we, try and, we try and cover that up. Now, St. Paul says, no, I, that's not really the best way. 
What I've found is, is that God can use my weakness to empower me. God can use my weakness and bring me to a stronger place. It's like, that's, that's interesting. It's like, well, what kind of weakness, Paul? Well, actually, Paul never ever does tell us all the ins and outs of his weakness. I would think it could be anything, right? It's whatever you find that you're struggling with today. That would be your weakness. Maybe you don't take criticize well at all. And it really bothers you when somebody says something about you that isn't true or they've taken it the wrong way or, and it's difficult to let that go or maybe you're very shy or, and it's, it's stopping you from moving ahead and pursuing all you could uh, pursue. Maybe you're too ambitious and so everything else gets pushed to the side so that you can, you know, get that job or close that deal or whatever it would be. You know, we all have different weaknesses. Now, Paul is counseling his congregation here. He's saying, don't deny it. Don't deny it. First of all, acknowledge what the problem is because the very things that make us vulnerable and ashamed and fearful The very things that make us inadequate are the very things God uses. So that thing that keeps on coming back over and over again, that issue, that problem, that circumstance, that person, whatever it is, if it keeps on resurfacing, it means it's not quite healed. It's not quite settled. And that's the area of growth. That's the area of growth. So rather than protect ourselves and hide from our weaknesses, Paul says, no, no, I'm content with them. Uh, In the sense that I'm content with the fact that I'm always going to have weakness and, uh, and God will always use my weakness. It's like a tool of transformation. I think that this is the worst thing that could happen. I hate being in this position of vulnerability, but... Paul is saying, I've learned that that can be the very place of transformation where I become much stronger. So it's like he's learned that facades don't hold up very well. And he's learned that he doesn't have to pretend. And he doesn't have to pretend that, you know, he's got it all together and be perfect. He's free to be simply the Apostle Paul. And he's learned how to accept himself. Which is quite a thing, isn't it? Quite a thing. So let me give you a little bit of the, the, the background. I'll tell you why he's, he's writing this letter, because this is so relevant for today. The context is, is that Paul is... He's been criticized by a lot of his peers, religious leaders. And people are talking about him and they're saying things like, you know, he's all talk and no action, that Paul. That's what they're saying. They're saying things like, yeah, he thinks he's a big shot and everything. Uh, And in his letters, he's all, you know, strong and assertive and 
comes over as a bit of a know-it-all, but in person, he's not like that at all. In person, actually, he's kind of weak. Doesn't really have much personality. He's not that great a speaker. He's not the least bit impressive. And of course, this got back to Paul's ears <laughs> and it bothers him, as it would, right? So he writes to his, his congregation and he says, yeah, I know what people are saying about me. I, I, I know, I know what they're doing. I know, I know I'm being criticized. And he says, this is from 2 Corinthians 12, if you want to read the whole thing, because I'm just giving you a synopsis here. He says, I know what people are saying. I know they're criticizing me. He said, but I'll tell you something. I was given insight and revelations. I can't even begin to explain to you what God has shown me. In fact, I could boast about this, but I'm, I'm not going to even go into it. I'm not going to tell you all the things that God has shown me and all the experiences that I have had. But, but what I will tell you is this, and this is what I will boast about. I'll boast about this, that I have a thorn in my side that does not go away. I have a thorn in my flesh and I have prayed about it and I've asked God time and time again, please deal with this, take it away. It's like, well, a thorn, Paul? What kind of thorn? What was it? What's the problem? And it's like, he never tells you. He just says, it's enough for you to know it's a thorn and it, I'm not going to go into it. It's that kind of, it's that kind of thorn. He doesn't tell us what the problem is. All he says is, I have had a reoccurring, he calls it the thorn, right? We'd say issue. I've had this reoccurring problem and I've prayed about it long and hard and nothing changes. So it's like, can anybody relate to that? Paul says, I've asked God to take it away, but God didn't. And you know what God told me? It's like, no, okay. God revealed to me this. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. So Paul says, I'm, I'm not ashamed of my weakness because I know that God is going to use my weakness to bring me strength. That's what God showed me. God showed me that my grace is sufficient for you. I, it's, a, it's a like a way of saying, it's almost like saying, I, I'm not going to just take this thing away, this problem away. I'm not going to just remove this thorn, but I'll tell you what I will do. I'll give you strength and courage and whatever you need uh, to not just get through this time, not just survive this time, but I'll meet you in a special way that will give you strength to be able to do, to be able to face whatever it is that you need to do or face. My grace is sufficient for you. So, the bad news is, for Paul, it sounds like this is something, this thorn is something, by and large, that won't ever, ever go away. It's always going to be with him, right? It's not going to be changed. And I would guess that there are some things in your life that you think 
you know, this might never, ever change. I might never, ever be free from this in some capacity, in some way. This worry, this dilemma, this problem, this person, this sickness, this whatever it is. So like Paul, it's something that you will need to learn or are learning how to live with. Now, Paul can either be defeated by this thorny problem or, well, as he's done, he can rise above it. Now, what the thorn is, it doesn't really matter. This is why it's so relevant for us because it doesn't really matter what Paul was struggling with. It matters what we're struggling with, right? So it's teaching us that there are certain things that may never disappear this side of eternity. I think to be human is to have a thorn or two, in other words. I think to be human is to have a thorn or two. To be alive is to have, at certain times, things surface that feel a little bit too challenging. And, of course, Paul, St. Paul called it this, this so-called weakness. Now, that weakness, by the way, for those of you who like words, this is great. That word, my weakness, um, God's power is, is, is made strong in my weakness. That word weakness is infirmity. Old word, right? We don't use it much. Infirmity. It means frailty. It means frailty. Now, an infirmity isn't something you choose. It's there. Like if you have an infirmity, you're, you, this is the way it's always been. Right? You, you've always struggled with this. You're born with this. This is something that distresses you. It's like, I don't know, uh, perfectionism. People should really do things this way or behave this way, or, uh, and then they don't. And then it really bothers you, drives you crazy. And you've always been that way. Ever since you were a little kid, it's bothered you why people don't do their best, why people do shoddy work, why people don't think through the consequences of their actions, why people are irresponsible, bothers you. What has been that way? There is a side to that that is good and helpful, and as soon as it gets out of balance, yeah, that causes a lot of suffering to you and people around you, right? So a healthy level of attention to detail is really great. It's necessary. It's good, right? You want your dentist to be a perfectionist, don't you? Right? Because uh, they're going to do a really good job on your teeth. But then on the other hand, if that gets too out of balance, that could sort of easily cross over into a judgmental attitude, critical attitude, obsessive with details, getting exhausted, yeah. So sometimes our strengths and our frailties are very close because sometimes our, our strength, if it's out of balance, can become our frailty. You notice that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like people that really like to help other people. You probably know people who really, really like to be helpful. Always reaching out, 
always helping, always available. They're lovely people to have in your life. But if you're one of them, and if that gets out of balance and you get absolutely exhausted and you get depressed and exhausted, then it's like, oh my goodness, my strength has now become my frailty, my weakness. So sometimes, sometimes, you know, our strengths, our own strengths can become our frailties or a weakness or a frailty or an infirmity. You know, it can, it can be just be, you know, something that we, a problem that keeps coming up that we deal with on a, uh, maybe we overwork, for example, and we spend way too much time working, working, and, and working and accomplishing is good and producing is good. But boy, when that gets out of balance, you, be, you can become a pretty one-sided person and tired as well as that, right? So we all have weaknesses. We all have frailties. And St. Paul, as he's, when he's writing to his congregation, it's like he's saying, you know, rather than becoming discouraged or dominated by our weaknesses... Part of the spiritual work is recognizing on a daily basis when we start to drift into these sort of unhelpful states of being, right? So, for example, whatever, whatever Paul's thorn was, right? If he had concentrated every day on the thorn, this is the thorny problem. It's never going to go away. It's never going to get any better. I'm always going to have this. I've always had it. God isn't helping me. I'm on my own here. All lies, by the way, right? And, but he recognizes that. He's wise enough to be able to stop that cycle at the front end and say, no, 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 that's not true. Because what does God say? Never mind what I tell myself. What does God say about this? Well, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, it's not just up to you, Paul. It's not just up to you. I'm with you, and I'm going to help you. My grace is sufficient. You're going to be okay, because it's not all up to you. And Paul, St. Paul, decided, chose, and this is a choice that we have to make. He chose to remember that he chose to recall that, and he also chose to pass it on to other people because he's telling his congregation. So not only did he learn this, this truth for himself, and this would be a life, this would be, I'm sure this is a lifelong lesson for Paul. We'll never know, right? But um, this isn't just going to be done once or twice. This is, this is sort of his life work. When this thorn appears, he's going to have to remind himself, not in this by myself, God's grace is with me, God's strength is with me. And he's going, that would be his, that would be what we would call his spiritual discipline or his spiritual work to remember that and to live into that. That's going to be his prayer when he's doing his However he did his prayers, however he did his breathing or his meditation or however they did it in the ancient days, 
He's going to be reminding himself of that. So I want to encourage you with that. You know, as you think about your, let's use the old word, I like it, infirmity. What is the infirmity? What is the weakness? What is the thorn? What's the thorny problem? You know, and if you don't know, God knows, and that's enough, right? God knows, and God is saying, no, this is the area I'm with you, my grace is sufficient, and I will give you everything you need. I want to encourage you to hold on to that promise today. Hold on to it and make it your own. Claim it and make it your own. Thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.